2: welcome back to cowboy classics old-time radio westerns podcast today we're going to change things up we're going to take a look at the series Gunsmoke. the radio version ran from 1952 to 1961 is commonly regarded as one of the finest radio dramas of all time the TV version ran from 1955 to 1975 and is the longest running primetime drama and second longest running primetime fictional program in U.S. television history. As always, we'll have more information listed about the episode in our show notes and today's episode. So I hope you
3: enjoy.
4: Seven is a significant number for a variety of reasons. One highly entertaining reason we'd like to remind you of is the magic number of top daytime dramatic serials only the CBS radio network sends your way each Monday through Friday. No less than seven of America's longtime favorite dramas. Comedy abounds with the couple next door and drama with the light touch on the second Mrs. Burton. Other top CBS radio dramas enjoyed by millions include The Romance of Helen Trent, Whispering Streets, and The Right to Happiness. Hours of absorbing entertainment every weekday come from these top dramas, presented exclusively by CBS Radio, and brought to you as an important part of the different sound of this station.
2: I got the mail, Paul. We got a letter from Brother Ben. I brought it to read for you, Paul. Paul, where are you?
0: Paul. Paul, you sick? Fetch me to the house. You've been beat. Uh, who done it, Paul? The house. Fetch me there, boy. Sure, sure, Paul. Do that right now. Oh, oh, oh. Oh.
2: Can you make it on your
0: feet? Hey,
2: you'd rather I carry you, Paul? Oh, I, I can't
0: walk. Come hey, yeah. Tell me, Paul, who done this to you? Just get me in the bed, boy. You know who done it? You seen him before? Yeah, I, I know him.
2: Tell me his name, Paul.
0: No, ain't no use. You're knowing. Oh, sure it is. Sure, I'll go after him. No. Oh, you you ain't going no place. But then there's the law, Paul. It ain't right for him to go off free. No, leave it be, boy. I ain't never had no need for the law. But, Paul... I said, leave it be. You go ahead, open the door for me. I'll walk in by myself.
1: Hello there, son. son. What can I do for you? I come to see the marshal. Well, you come to the right place. I don't see him here. Well, of course you don't see him, cause he ain't here. He <laughs> coming back? <clears throat> I'm sure, he's coming back. And yeah, we'll I'll wait for him. All right, son. Have a seat. Thanks. be that I could help you. Me being the marshal's assistant, you might say. Oh, wait. Oh, sure. I just thought I might maybe could save us some time before he got here. I said I wanted to see the marshal. All right, son. All right. Ain't no call to be so huffy about it, all right. Oh, Mr. John, I'm glad you come. Uh, you got trouble, Chester? It ain't exactly trouble, but this young fellow is mighty all-fired serious about seeing you. I I couldn't do nothing for him at all. How is that
5: some? Yeah. You want to see me, son? Yeah, Marshal. Yeah, I sure do. Oh, what's your name?
2: Jess Burris. Burris? Are you Luke's son?
5: Yes, sir, I am. Well, what can I do for you?
2: I want you to arrest the man that beat my paw. You can do that, can't you, Marshal Dillon?
5: Well, you better tell me more about it.
2: Yeah, well, I, I found him yesterday, laying down by the creek, all beat and bloody. I'd have come sooner, but he needed tendons.
5: Did he tell you who did it?
2: No, sir. No, he wouldn't. But I know right enough. It was Smed Moley. Well,
5: but if your pa wouldn't tell you, how do you know?
2: I've been asking questions. See, pa had some bad dealings with Smed Marshall. He seen him here in Dodge yesterday morning and called him down good. He called him a cheat and a liar and a horse
1: thief. Oh, pa can give it to you good when he's of a mind. That's right, Mr. Dillon. It happened right out there on Front Street while you was over in Hayes City. Mr. Burris really give it to him good, all right. Yeah, and Smed got himself liquored up and come out to our place and beat up Paul.
2: He might have died, Marshal.
5: Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear it, Jess. Your father's a good man.
2: You can arrest Smed, can't you, Marshal Dillon?
5: Well, yes, I can arrest him if, uh, if your Paul swear that he's the man.
2: Oh, he ain't gonna do that, Marshal.
5: Well, why not? Is he afraid?
2: Paul ain't afraid of nothing. That's most of the trouble. Well, how's that? Well, he ain't never needed to call on nobody for help. He don't figure to start now. <laughs> He's root stubborn.
5: Uh, there's not much I can do to change that. Maybe not, Marshal. But maybe you could stop a killing. Uh, you figure that this isn't the last of it, time, huh?
2: No. No, it sure ain't the last of it. Unless you lock Smed Moley up for a while. All
5: right, Jess, I'll go talk to you,
6: Paul. <laughs>
5: Dillon, I'd like to talk to you.
0: Come on in, Marshal. I'm back here.
5: Well, sorry to see you laid up,
0: Luke. didn't uh, mend. What are you doing out this way?
5: Well, I, uh, <laughs> I heard you were off your feed.
0: You didn't come to pay no sick call, Marshal.
5: Uh, no, I, I guess I didn't, Luke. I was hoping uh, you'd help me out. How would that be? I need you as a witness, Luke, as soon as you're able to travel. Witness for what? Witness against Smed Molly.
0: Uh, I told the boy to leave it be.
5: Just as trying to protect you, Luke, and see that there's no more trouble.
0: I don't need no help. I ain't never needed no help
5: like you might have used some yesterday.
0: Uh, he jumped me when I wasn't ready for him. But I can handle him only, Marshal. Don't you worry about that. You
5: let me lock him up and you won't have to. The law has the a...
0: law. I ain't come out here before the law, Marshal.
5: Maybe, but times have changed.
0: Look. Not for me, they ain't. When I come out here, a man had to do his own settling with the land, the Indians... With whatever ever stood in the way of his carving out a place. Folks learned to live and die without the law.
5: Yeah, and some of them died when they didn't have to.
0: Well, how a man dies is his own business.
5: Yeah, if he's the only one dying. Marshal, you
0: got something to rest me for? You gonna take me in? Yeah, you know better than I look. Well, then, Marshal, I sure think you will leave me alone and get along.
5: Locking Molly up might save you a lot of trouble, Luke.
0: I'll handle my own trouble.
5: All right. All right, you handle it. But there may come a time when I'll have to move in. I ain't never needed the law yet. You better hope you won't be needing it from now on. <laughs>
6: Pretty
5: good. Oh? How's that?
6: You're usually in here earlier
5: than this. Yeah. Well, it's not that business is good, I can tell you that. Matter of fact, Kitty, I'm having a hard time selling the law. Oh, well, what do you mean? Old man Burris. He got beat half to death yesterday. And he won't let me haul in the fellow that did it.
6: Mad Molly. Yes, Mad Molly. How did you know? Everybody knows. He's been here at the bar all day bragging about it. How the old man got uppity with him and how he fixed it. Oh, yeah, he's still here. Down at the far end there.
5: Yeah. I see him. Well, I guess I better have a talk with him. All right, He ain't going to do none of
6: that talk. I showed All right. I showed Ain't nobody going to talk about horse whipping Smed Molly. Molly. Well, now, the marshal.
5: Yeah. I want to talk to you.
6: All right, you go right ahead, marshal. You go right ahead. Ain't nothing you can do to me. I don't count on it. I know. ain't nothing you can do, Marshal. I seen the boy. What boy? Luke's boy, Marshal. <laughs> Big fella like him nearly the crime. <laughs> you take
5: to beating him, too, like you did the old man? Oh,
6: sure not, Marshal, sure not. He feels bad enough. Uh-huh. Now, you know why he feels so bad, Marshal? I well, suppose you tell me. He feels so bad because he come running to you for help, and he can't get none. Because this old man won't take no help from the law. Well, that's lucky for you. (laughs) We got us a big marshal out here, and he can't do nothing. Well, you know that's true, marshal. You can't arrest me if the old man don't say so. (laughs) And he ain't going to be saying so.
5: Well, that's the old man's business. Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) And I'll tell you something. If you ever go out there again, he means to take care of it. (laughs) <laughs> I ain't worried. You should be. Because if the old man doesn't handle you, I will. Um, well, Marshal, you can. Yes, Molly, I can. But if you're smart, you won't make me prove it. <laughs>
6: Hey! Hey, boy! You there. You ain't got no business coming out here no more? See to me I got business here. Unfinished business. What do you want? I want to see your old man. You've seen him enough. (laughs) That's the way I figured it, too. I figured I'd seen him enough. But I've been hearing different. What do you mean? Been hearing from folks around town. Your pa been talking unkindly about me. Downright unkindly. How'd you expect him to talk? Well, I figured I closed his mouth some other day, boy. Pa ain't afraid of you? No, no, I guess he ain't yet. I guess I got to show him some more.
2: He, you ain't going after him again?
6: Well, now, you ain't figuring this truth. Well, you got a gun, ain't you, boy? And I can use it. Hmm. All right, boy. Seeing you got the drop on me, I'll just ride off. Oh. You shouldn't have threatened me, boy.
0: Here! You coward! You dirty coward! Cash. Hey. Guess, guess what's happened? Molly well, he shot me. Oh, the murdering, thieving. Shot my boy and rode away. Next time I see him, I'll kill him sure. Jess, yes, Jess, are you hurt bad, boy? Oh, yeah, it ain't nothing, Jess, nothing at all. Now, I'll get you to the dark, and he'll fix you up in no time. Don't you fret, none. I'll go and fetch the wagon.
1: Mr. Dillon, just sitting out here, watching the world go by. Uh-huh. Of course, ain't much of the world going by, I gotta admit that. I ain't saw more than three or four wagons in a buggy or two since I've been sitting here.
5: Now, that's funny, Chester. Seems to me you've been sitting here most of the morning. I've had to step over you every time I went in or out of the office.
1: Oh, well, I may have dozed off once or twice. Yeah,
5: yeah you may have.
1: But you said yourself it's been a slow morning, Mr. Jones. I figured I might as well rest up so to be ready in case something it yeah,
5: Looks like it might be going to happen right now. Why? What do you mean? That's old Luke Burris driving that wagon, isn't
1: it? Yes, I guess it is. Well, he must be feeling better.
5: Well, he may be, but there's somebody in the wagon bed who isn't feeling such so I good...
1: All righty, Claire. You're right, Mr. Jones. There is somebody stretched out in there. Yeah. Luke? Look, Burris. Ain't even looking at you, Mister DuBois. Well, that's his boy. He's got there. Yeah. Come on, let's
5: give him a hand. <laughs> How is he, Doc? Not good, Matt. Is he gonna make it? He hasn't got a chance. The bullet was fired at point blank range. It's a shame. Yeah. Can I go in? You can't do him any harm now. He's only got a few minutes. Come on. Marshal? This time I can't. Can I speak to the boy, Doc? Be easy, man. Yeah, sure. Jess? Jess? Mm -hmm. It's Marshal Dillon. Uh Marshal? Can you tell me who did it?
0: You don't have to talk to him, Jess.
5: I can get him if you tell me, Jess. I can lock him up this time. Lock him up. Now you tell me his name.
0: He ain't got no right to pester you, Jess. Mm -hmm. You don't have to tell him nothing. I want to tell him, Paul. Marshall? Yeah, Jess. It, it, It was Moley. Smith, Moley again. You, you get him this time. Yeah, I'll get him. No. Oh. Yes. He's gone, Matt. I'm sorry, Luke. Uh, I did the best I could. I've seen you try to save him, Doc. I uh, thank you.
5: Luke.
0: I still ain't got nothing to say to you, Marshal. I could have asked that you'd let him die in peace.
5: I'm sorry you feel that way, Luke. But I had to step in. This is murder. i got to get into this now, whether you want me to or not.
0: I can't stop you, Marshal.
5: No, no, you can't stop me.
0: But I'll tell you something. What's that? Nothing's changed. I can't stop you from coming into this thing. But we don't need you, Marshal, Jess and me. We don't need you any more than we ever did. We can take care of our own.
1: I've been kindly hankering to go back to Texas for some time now, but this sure ain't the way I'd like to make the trip.
5: Uh-huh.
1: Trailing a man for a day and a night can sure wear a fella down. Ain't that right, Mr. Jones? Yeah. No be so bad if a body didn't have to keep his eyes so open ever minute.
5: Yeah, I know that's particularly hard on you, Chester.
1: Well, you got to keep looking out for so many things that you don't get to enjoy the scenery none at all.
5: hardly. You're not missing much in this part of town.
1: No, I don't know, Mr. Dillon. I, I, I kind of like it out here, so it's nice and flat. And hot and dry. Well, sure, but you can just see you forever. You gotta admit that, Mr. Dillon?
5: Yeah, Chester, you're right. I gotta admit that. There's nothing in the way.
1: There, you see? That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. How long you reckon it'll take us to catch that smed moley, Mr. Dillon?
5: I don't know, Chester. We may not catch him at all.
1: Oh, my gracious me. We'll catch him, all right. You said yourself the trail was nice and clear as can be. Yeah, too clear. What do you mean by that?
5: We're not the only ones following us.
1: You mean there's somebody else that's trailing him?
5: Yeah. He's got about a half a day's start.
1: You think it's that old Luke Burris? Yeah, I'm afraid it is. Well, he just ain't got good sense to keep on with a thing like this, does he?
5: Well, he thinks he's right, Chester. It's awful hard to talk sense to a person who thinks he's right.
1: <laughs> I suppose you're right at that. Mr. Dillon. Seems like it's a shack stuck way out here.
5: Yeah. Now let's head for it. Keep your eyes open. Yes,
1: I am.
0: Don't worry, Marshal. You won't need your guns. I Luke. Yeah.
5: Come on. I've
0: been ahead of you all the way.
5: Yeah. I know. I saw your trail.
0: No sense, both of us making this trip.
5: I told you, Luke, when it's murder, it's my business.
0: Well, there ain't no need.
5: We'll, we'll see.
0: I already see. What do you mean? Come inside, Marshal. Come on, inside.
5: Come on, Chester. Why? Why, Mr. Dillon? Yeah. Stand back, Burris.
0: Here, Marshal. I'm all done mad
1: moly he's hung him
0: right here inside yeah i told you marshal i
5: got no need for the law he's
0: been dead quite a spell yeah since sunup
5: all right chester you better start digging we'll have to bury him
0: yes she? you should listen to me marshal I meant it when I said we took care of our own, that we had no need for the law to do it.
5: Yeah. Now the law has to take care of you.
0: Yeah, that don't matter now. My boy's dead, and I took care of the man that killed him. I took care of it, Marshal, like we always done, without no law. Yeah,
5: you did that all right. And your boy wouldn't have had to die at all if you'd let me move in in the first place. All right, come on, Luke. You can help Chester dig the grave like you helped dig the grave for Jess.
4: Directed in Hollywood by Norman McDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. The story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Marion Clark, with editorial supervision by John Meston. Featured in the cast were Ralph Moody, Dick Trenna, and Lawrence Dobkins. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Hawkins is Kitty. This is the CBS Radio Network.